been another exciting week in baseball. Julio Urias is on his way to the big leagues. Matt Harvey is on his way somewhere else. And we're here. We're the Stew Pod. This is Mike Oz. And this is Chris Wick. We are the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. And uh, Chris, man, how you doing today? Just trying to enjoy life before Matt Harvey gets sent to the bullpen or gets sent on a phantom DL stint. What is your what, yeah? How are you how are you sizing up the Matt Harvey thing? We did we did sort of like a half serious, half jokey like what should the Mets do with Matt Harvey thing this week? But we know he's starting his next in his next start or taking his next start or whatever verbiage I should be using instead of the nonsense I just said. Um, so if he gets shelled again, then what? I if he gets shelled again, I see no way that he makes his next start because now we've already. They've already considered sitting him for two straight starts, and so just feels like third time's a charm. So I, I don't know what they're going to do because he insists that he's healthy so and doesn't seem to be willing to go on the DL for no reason. So I don't, I'm not sure what you do. I don't know if you put him in the bullpen or if you just skip him and you're just like, uh, you know, throw throw your normal bullpens and work on stuff, but you're not going to make your next start. Go be oh, Batman. I mean, what do you think? Go fight crime. Go go uh, go work with Alfred in the Batcave. No, no, no Batman jokes. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't like him? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, we're, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll just I'll just move on, Chris. No, we're we're in a Dark Knight Rises situation. This is on. after Batman has broken his back. And now, will he rise? I don't know. Should you should have used that in the uh, in the roundtable, man? I really should have. Um, yeah, I think one more, and they have to do something. And I think let's also keep into keeping. Uh, I am just speaking horribly today. Take into account that the New York media, if he gets lit up one more time, I mean they're gonna they're gonna be all over him. I mean the pressure, the pressure is gonna be big. So I don't know. I know this 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 uh, this whole upcoming weekend. It seems like for the for the Mets is, is pretty interesting on on both sides. You know, Chase Outley's coming back to New York. Um, oh, I didn't even realize that. We mentioned. We mentioned Julio Reyes making a start for the uh, for the Dodgers um, Friday night against the Mets, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, he was actually supposed to be in AAA here where I live today. He's supposed to be starting tonight, and then all the people that wanted to go see him, uh, they got they got hosed, man, because he's but, not going to start tonight. But guess what, Mike? Guess what? Huh? You can you can watch that game for free on Yahoo.com. Oh, yes, that is free a, game of the day. That's a great plug, Chris. That is a wonderful plug. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the Dodgers calling up Urias uh, the day that Yahoo has the Dodgers as the free game of the day. Yeah, don't don't change it, please don't change it. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. you, you're going to change the game on you. I uh, I don't know how you feel about the whole thing. I mean, I know I guess your your neighbors will be missing out on him starting tonight, but I am. Really excited to see him in the majors. Yeah, I like seeing I like seeing like nineteen year old kids in the majors. You know, I think I think that's fun, and I think. Uh, well, it doesn't happen. When's yeah, the last so if he, uh, Felix Hernandez. Hernandez, I think, right? So if he can go out there and like be as impressive or anywhere near as impressive as he was in AAA, where he basically just strikes out everyone. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen in the big leagues, but uh, you know, I think potentially could do well against the Mets. Uh, you know, as long as you. Void Cespedes, and you know, not a not a ton of firepower there. So I think it's gonna be fun to see. I hope uh, I, I root I root for I root for stories, man, more than teams, like we always talk about. And I think that nineteen year old in the big leagues is fun. Um, I'm all about it. So uh, 
let let's see it, Julio. Let's see what you got. Well, yeah, I think he's. I don't know the. I don't want to say the most hyped, but you just don't see this, and he's he's been kind of talked about as one of the best pitching prospects in the minors for a couple years now for people who have paid attention. And so having him come up, there's just a lot of excitement on my end. I guess I don't know if, if that's something that maybe non-Dodger fans or casual fans know about or are interested in. But I, I don't know. There's something just about being able to see his stuff on a national stage that I'm really excited about because I've heard so much about this guy and I've never seen him in person. Yeah, well, I think I think the 19-year-old aspect of it makes it kind of cool. I and mean, if he was 18 or something, that'd be that'd be even cooler. I know that. I mean, there was talk when he was 18, like, hey, can he can he come start in the big leagues? But I think I think that that might attract um, more of a casual viewer, especially if he maybe not the first game, but if he does well, you know, and he, and he kind of gets on a little bit of a a streak or something. I think people will people would tune into that, even if they're not Dodgers fans or even if they're not necessarily baseball fans. I think they would want to see. You know the nineteen-year-old kid that's taking MLB by storm. So, and there's the whole Fernando Mania thing. Yeah, yeah. Gets off to a good start, and suddenly you got people going nuts. So, uh, other big story of the week was the the Padres and the San Diego game in course, which today I think pretty much resolved itself. Uh, Sounds like everyone is being friendly with each other again. Um, So, I don't have a I don't have a huge startling take there. I mean, I guess I'm glad it all resolved. Somewhat peacefully, I'm glad the DJ guy got his job back. It seemed like uh, he's kind of fired in haste, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I, I was kind of kind of surprised that it all kind of wrapped up in a few days, and everyone's pretty much happy. And it doesn't seem like that happens a lot anymore. I mean, it was kind of ugly there for the first couple of days, but um, like everyone kind of seems to be okay with things. So that that's nice, right? Yeah, I, I have to admit I'm not as familiar with the whole exchange, uh, as you guys, uh, as the other guys on the site, because I was, uh, on vacation this weekend. So I missed not, a little bit of it. Any of those stories. That's I didn't. Um, I obviously kept, kept up with it. Um, and, and like you, I, I'm glad that the whole thing was not some elaborate scandal. And it seems like it was just a series of unfortunate mistakes. Yeah, well, it's more of like I'm glad it didn't stretch out for like a month, you know. Also, also that, yeah. So uh, I think I think our big thing I want to talk about this week, we we both were very interested in that story uh, from Wednesday about Jock Peterson and Barry Bonds, um, and so I wanted to talk about that in, in a in a little greater depth and bring up you know what I think is a um, an interesting idea in there. I'm going to let you recap it because you wrote the post. So you probably can tell the story better than I can. So, so tell people the the Jock Peterson Barry Bonds thing. So, Jock Peterson is a big fan of Barry Bonds, as I think most fans of baseball who grew up in the '90s are. And he's from the Bay Area, so that's part of it. Keep that in mind. True. And friend, friend and, of the show, Jock Peterson, right? Friend of the show. Uh, two two time yeah, two time guest. The only two time guest, maybe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he had an opportunity to meet Bonds when the Marlins were in town recently, and he did meet Bonds, and he's told him how much he looked up to him as a player, and then he asked Bonds for a picture and basically got the cold shoulder treatment. According to Peterson, Bonds just kind of like turned away and didn't say anything or answer the question, and then it was really awkward and weird, and Peterson eventually just 
was like, all right, well, I guess I should leave now, and did not get his picture with his baseball idol, or one of his baseball idols. So, yeah, totally awkward, right? I mean, not, not a situation yeah, who you does want that? to find yourself in. Um, I, I don't know. You're, I think you, what, what, your reaction was kind of like, you felt bad for him, right? Uh, well, I don't, I don't understand who does that, who just turns away and doesn't answer a question. If you don't, mm-hmm. I mean, take, asking to take a picture is not a difficult thing. And it takes five seconds, and I feel like Bonds probably should have done it. But I don't know. You know, maybe he's got some weird thing with, with that. He doesn't want to take pictures, or he doesn't want it to be plastered all over Peterson's Instagram or something because Peterson's a crazy millennial. <laughs> but, like, it, then just tell him. Just be like, no, yeah, man, sorry, I, man, you know, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. But yeah. it's so weird to me that that was his response, was just to turn away. I want to get into a sort of a different aspect of this because like while, while listening to Jock Peterson tell his story, I kind of felt bad for him and I felt like, Oh, that's kind of awkward. It sucks. You had to go through that. At the same time, like the more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Barry Bonds. Because I think there's a, like a certain level of comfort that people have nowadays with, with people on the other team that is just like, Hey, we're, you know, we're all buddies. And when we play, we play and joke around with each other and da, 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 da. And, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Barry Bonds if I don't know what his motive is. Obviously, I'm just kind of guessing here. But if one of his, if part of his motive was like you're on the other team, I'm not going to be nice to you right now, like before the game, I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm okay with with that idea that we don't have to be friends uh, before the game while we're playing you. You know, any of that kind of stuff. And it, it's different, obviously. But when he was in in San Francisco, uh, when the Marlins went there, you know, I think he kind of had that same like. You know, I'm here. I I want the best for the Giants, but like I'm not on that team right now. You know, and and I, so I want the Marlins to win when we leave. Like whatever, cool Giants, do whatever you're gonna do. But you know, while I'm here, like I don't want the Giants to do well. Not exactly the same thing, but but I mean, I can see that, and I can see that that's a little more of like an old school idea. You know, like if if you run up on I don't know Willie Mays, right, and, and you're on the other team, be like, hey, let me take a picture. Like maybe he will because he's just like a nice old guy now. But I mean, to some <laughs> degree, people of that generation, like they're not being friends with the the opposing team. So the bigger topic to me is, are, are athletes now just too comfortable with each other? You know, everyone wants to like be friendly and stuff, and I, I think it's it's fun to a certain degree. Like we talked we've talked in the podcast about David Price and how David Price like you know, appreciates all these other pitchers and, and they're kind of, and I get that. Like, I appreciate kind of like the art of it. Like, man, that was, that was a really good thing you did right there. But I don't know. Th- there's a line, I guess, between being like buddy, buddy and being um, like, Oh yeah, we're, we're all just, we're all just out here being like taking pictures with each other and then kind of having respect for your opponent, you know, like, like I'll the example, Miguel Cabrera the other day when, um, when Jeremy Hellickson, of all people, like, fooled him on that pitch, <laughs> and Miguel Cabrera, like, gave him a thumbs up, like, I'm good with that because that's sort of like a, a respect of the person you're going up against. But, I mean, I can, I don't have a problem with Barry Bonds snubbing a guy on the other team who wants to take a picture with him. Okay, so if, if he, if Bonds comes out in the next couple of days and says exactly what you said, that, you know, oh, he's my opponent, I don't want to appear friendly with him, I will accept that excuse but i still think it's a terrible one i I just think it's stupid it's not 
I think there's a difference between before the game and during the game. You know, he's not asking him for a selfie on the field during the game while national cameras are on him and the Dodgers are up, you know, one to three or one to nothing or something. Yeah, and, and I'll agree to that. That's ridiculous. But, you know, before the game, like, it's, it's a simple request. It's not like it's, I don't know. I, I just don't know what the concern is. I, I understand that there's... You're millennial, Chris. Yeah, I understand that there's this... <laughs> Ooh, we you know we have to hate our opponents and but it's just not like that. I mean, these guys are for the most part friends off the field. And while I understand how some people don't want to see players on opposing teams be all buddy buddy during games, I just think it's stupid to ignore that. Like some of these guys have relationships and hang out outside of the game, and that's okay. It's not like. Uh, it's it's not like Jose Fernandez is going to intentionally throw balls to Jock Peterson because you know they went out one night during the off season. Yeah. As long as you're being competitors on the field, I I just don't see the problem. And yeah. Bonds isn't even playing; he's just a coach. So like, take the picture, and who cares? And obviously, I feel like there's a generational aspect of this, you know, and I think it is like, oh, certainly. you know, now, I mean, yeah, players do the stuff you're talking about and they'll, I don't know, take selfies with each other. But I don't know. I feel like there's still sort of a time and place. Like you see that a ton at the All-Star game because the All-Star game is kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's fun, whatever. And then you don't see that as much during regular season games. So I think a lot of people kind of adhere to that same idea of, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're opponents or or if we are going to do that kind of stuff, we're going to do it away from the field. Um, you know, like if you're going to be buddies with somebody, like be buddies, you know, back in the, you know, the clubhouses or, or whatever it is, like on the field seems, I don't know. It just seems like there's sort of something different about that. And if you have a, if you have a relationship with someone, if you went, if you guys played college, college ball together, or, you know, I don't know if you're Garrett Cole and Brandon Crawford and, you know, he's dating your sister or married your sister or whatever, like that's kind of different. It, 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 to me, the part that strikes me is kind of the, the cold call of it. Like, I'm just going to run up on Barry Bonds and be like, hey, man, let me take a picture with you. I never met you. Um, I, I, that, that, that's the part that seems just a little odd to me. I don't know. But it, I guess in my mind, there's a difference between, like, me doing that and Jack Peterson doing that. Because Jack Peterson is part of the baseball fraternity. Mm-hmm. And so these guys always talk about, the camaraderie with that and there's a shared experience. And so it's, it just seems to me that Barry Bonds would be a little more accommodating of him rather than, you know, me, which first off, I guess as part of the media, he, sh- he shouldn't be accommodating of me. But if I was just a normal fan with a job outside of, of baseball, I would understand the snub a lot more than Peterson, who, you know, is a baseball player who looked up to Bonds and is now in the same spot as, as Bonds once was. I just, I don't know, he, sh- he should understand that a little better, and I feel like that would make him more likely to take five seconds out of his day to snap a pick. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But in, in the bigger sense, like, I don't feel like I don't feel like they have to be buddy-buddy with each other. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, or I feel like if you, if you, have a, if you don't want to do that with your opponent, like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not mad at Barry Bonds for this. Unless, unless he comes out and he has a really dumb reason. I mean, you know, if he came out and said, oh, it's because he's, he's, he plays in the Dodgers. And, you know, I've played for the Giants all these years. I'm not going to do it. I'd be like, cool, man. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, you know, if he was like, I don't like people from 
Palo Alto named Jock. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, like, that's not a good reason. But, you know, if, if, it, if it's something related to, like, you know, I don't do that with my opponents. Uh, you, you play for the Dodgers. Like, I'm okay with that. Just like, just like I'm okay with, to, to go to the Wade Boggs thing, I'm okay with Wade Boggs, like, potentially, maybe, we're guessing, trying to stick it to the Red Sox a little bit by wearing his Yankees ring. Like, I think all that stuff is fun. And, you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, maybe Barry Bonds on his, you know, he's just trying to, like, better his image or be a little more of a, a you know, likable person. Like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't do that in that sense. If I was if I was his publicist, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would advise like, hey, don't don't piss off Jock Peterson. But just as a as a person, as a dude, as a fan, like I don't have a problem with it, man. So well, okay, that the part about Bonds's image that that interests me too because clearly around the game when when he retired or when he was forced out, however you want to look at it, uh, he left with a pretty terrible reputation among baseball fans and people within the game, right? And so it seems like these last couple months he's he's built up some goodwill. His Twitter account, I would say, is generally pretty entertaining. Same with his Instagram. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a bad dude on there, and so he kind of worked his way into at least the good graces of, of baseball people on there, and then he took yeah. this job, and we saw Mark McGuire do kind of a similar thing, and People are maybe more willing to ignore some of the stuff McGuire did in his playing days now that he's been coaching for a while. And it just seemed like there was this trajectory with Bonds. And now, at least in my mind, some of that is lost by him just kind of totally ignoring Jock Peterson. I wonder, I wonder what Mark McGuire would do if Jock Peterson went up to him and tried to get a selfie. I guess that might be the barometer, right? I mean, because you guys are yeah. you're in the same division, you know, but... I mean, Jock Peterson, Josh Peterson could probably say the same thing. Like, you know, I'm from the Bay Area, you were the A's. You know, you can kind of have the same argument there. I don't know. I, Interesting I, stuff, man. I also feel like I, w- I would be fine if Bonds flat out said no. I'd still think it's kind of a dick move. But it, just the fact that he didn't say anything is what bothers me the, the most. Fact, the fact that he ignored him. And I get that. That's not, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you there. Like, he should just be like, no, man, sorry, I don't, I'm not, you know. I don't. I don't want to. Do I don't that. do that. Yeah. Right. And fine. And then. Then cool. No big deal. And you know, I don't think this is the biggest controversy in the world, but I do think it's interesting because, I mean, I was even thinking about like our interview with Hector Santiago, with him talking about how he collects yeah, autographs yeah. from all these people, you know, and like there are certain people out there who collect autographs from other players or, or memorabilia from other players, and I, I don't know. I think there's a there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, and you know, I don't know. It, I guess it's the same thing as like. If Jock Peterson ran up on Barry Bonds with a ball, like here, sign an autograph for me, like that would be kind of weird, right? You know, so uh, if he was friends with Barry Bonds or they, they talked to each other, and down the road he got his autograph, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be weird. So I don't know. I guess there's just like sort of a, a method to it that that I feel like makes it not weird. But once again, sorry, sorry, Jock Peterson, friend of the show, but I'm I'm kind of leaning Barry's way on this one. Nah, he Barry should have taken the picture, Jack. We're, I'm still I'm still good with you. I got your back. Let's go uh, talk to Bad News Ramen, do some three strikes, and uh, Chris and I will be back with some important questions after that. This is the Stew Pod. Talk to you in a sec.
up, everybody? We are back on the soup pod. It is time for three strikes with a man, Bad News Ramen, who is the he's the he's the Raekwon to my ghost face. That's pretty much how it goes down. No, I'm the ghost face to your Raekwon. I mean, if if you look at like Raekwon, like when he raps, he actually like has a story, and ghost face just kind of goes all over the place. I, I think you're more. Uh, literate of the two when it comes to rhyming even even though i i have been known to uh do a few drive-bys just ask merv griffin well we'll save the argument for another day what's well, strike one uh well that's a fast fast intro yeah no, no pillow talk or nothing you know i mean nothing uh nothing that's going on in the world you want to talk about donald trump or something <laughs> you don't want me to you want me to talk no, about what we were talking I, about before we got on the air you don't want to know about that no i, I don't want to i don't want to talk about no donald trump i already talked enough about donald trump today um Let's see, strike one, what I want to talk about. Let's see. Oh, right, here, here we go. Hey, hey, funny thing happened today while I was going to the ballpark. Um, I, I just want to talk about uh, Ichiro. Uh, he's only like 40 hits away. And thankfully, uh, you know, since uh, Stanton and Yellick are doing their typical things of uh, getting hurt. And there's my peacock again. You know, like you had your dog for like he had like a, a two-month stretch. Yeah, yeah. Now, now this dumb peacock is going to. Dumb know. peacock's on Peacock, you know, he's 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 a horny little bastard, dude. You know, he he needs some love, and there's no uh, female peacocks around. So we call him Brad Peacock, so he'd be like a baseball player. We're, we're gonna call him like the 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 old old dirty peacock or something. <laughs> I'm trying to get an ODB reference in there, but uh, it, I can't think of it right now. But uh, getting back to Ichiro, other people's uh, peacock, the people's peacock, no other uh, people's peacock, OPP. OPP, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not down with it. I'm not down with it, none. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to Ichiro. You're the one. You're the one stopping me today. I'm, I'm in a flow, and, and you're going off in tangents, which, which I like. Maybe you are the ghost face because I'm, I'm trying to be Raekwon right now. So let's keep it all together. Um, Ice Cream was a great song, and so was a, so was a song they did with Nas and Ghostface. That was a great song too. Uh, anyways, um, so getting back to Ichiro, uh, you know, since Stanton and Yellick are doing their normal thing of getting hurt, I think. Uh, I think Gillick went the way of like Sammy Sosa and sneezed and had back spasms. And that's like the other thing too, right? Like, like what's actually like a back spasm? Because I think I have back spasms and I, I still like go to work and stuff and my back spasms about sometimes and stuff. I, I don't get to like take, you know, three, three, four days off. I think a back spasm is like your back hurts, right? I mean, have you ever had a back spasm before? Can you speak on what a back spasm is? No, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I no think clue. it's just, I think, well, I mean, you, you've had a case where you like say like you've walked around and you've like, had to pick up like a penny or something and, and your back hurts like you get like a pain in your lower back mm-hmm. i think that's what a back spasm and it is. goes away right and it goes away yeah so i mean it, it, unless, talk about ichiro man well i'm just saying like unless someone can really tell me what a back spasm is uh, I, I think that's kind of a i don't know dude i think he just want to take a couple of days off but anyways I, I just want you to to he's he's 40 hits away from 3000 uh, i guess the main question f- that I have for you, I have a couple questions with Ichiro. Is that one? You thought that he was an overrated or maybe just like a, a two-way player uh, when he was in his prime. You didn't have a, a lot of respect for Ichiro. Um, and two, do you think uh, if he gets his three thousand, his three thousandth hit uh, at by the end of his career, do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, I think he's Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. I think if he gets three thousand, I think he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Point. I mean, I think right now he's a Hall of Famer. I think. If he gets three thousand, I think that that solidifies him as as first ballot. Um, and I, I I never had a problem with Ichiro, man. You, you're talking more about like fantasy baseball. Like I yeah. didn't I didn't I didn't like Ichiro in fantasy baseball. That's different. You know, I, 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 but I won like four titles with the guy with with Ichiro though. So I, you're wrong on that. I just want to hear you say that you're wrong. I, I didn't say that I was wrong. You said I was wrong. No, I want I want to hear you say that I'm you're wrong. I'm not going to say I was wrong. Well, you you were wrong, and this is this has become like a a Chris Wick important question segment, right? Where they're just like dead air. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's go ahead and go into strike. Let's, two. Let's strike two. 
Uh, let's see. Jeez, man. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. <laughs> I, I started talking Wade about Boggs. Wade Boggs is strength. Yeah, Wade Boggs. No, I, I knew it was Wade Boggs, dude. You know, that, that's the whole rapport that we have, right? I mean, you're supposed to know that I'm just joking around. But anyway, so Wade Boggs, um, you know, I, I stated probably, what, three, four months ago that Wade Boggs is an idiot. And, um, you know, they're they're honoring all the kind of the former Red Sox and stuff. And, and it was at uh, Fenway Park and everything. And people started noticing that Wade Boggs was wearing uh, – his Yankees uh, championship ring. And there were some fans that got upset about it. And here's the thing is that here's the thing I have with Red Sox fans, right? And this is kind of like, I'm a Yankees fan and you know, the Red Sox, you know, are a lot more likable than the Yankees. Um, they've been a way better team over the past 15 years than the Yankees have. Uh, they are like, they are, you know, they're first place right now. I still believe in, in baseball. I'm sorry. I haven't been following baseball. I've been really busy with a lot of stuff, but that's why I'm on a baseball podcast. Right. But, uh, you know, they're going to say it. I know, but I mean, they're in first place. I mean, they're in first place right now in the AL East. But here's the problem I have with the Red Sox: is like you guys don't know how to, you guys don't know how to win. You know, I mean, like you guys are winning now. It's like, why are you so upset about Wade Boggs? Wade Boggs is a bum, and the whole thing is that Wade Boggs won a championship with the Yankees, and I still think this guy is a bum. Why are you getting so upset that this guy's wearing a wearing a wearing a Yankees ring? Like you guys have been, you guys are like the best team right now. You have like continually destroyed the Yankees over the past five eight years. You have. Two World Series and one of them never even happened, and I'm still not going to admit to it that that one happened. But you guys came down, you know, you guys beat the Yankees in the best possible way, and you're crying about Wade Boggs wearing a wearing a Yankees ring. It's like, aren't you glad to get rid of the guy? It's like, I, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I was, you know, if I was a Red Sox fan, I'd be totally happy that Wade Boggs no longer plays for us. And you can't even say like, well, he won one with the Yankees, and we never won one. You guys have won like two World World Championships. Shut up about Wade Boggs, right? And it's like. I don't get it with these guys. It's like you guys are winners right now. It's time for you to like go back to go back to school and learn how it is to be a winner and not let stupid things like that bother you. I'll I'll, I'll give an amen to that, man. Although you know, I do think as I wrote today, there's there's some there's some history there that is you know in play too. Uh, the, the two sides don't like each other very much, and if you're if you're a diehard Red Sox fan, you may hold some of those same beliefs and and you know be more apt um, to get mad at Wade Boggs. But, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't care. There, there's no if, reason. If get, you have a World Series ring, wear your World Series ring. I don't care where you are. Yeah. There's no reason to get mad at Wade Boggs. It's like you guys have won two World Championships more in, in the past 10 years more than the Yankees have. Sports fans and, are irrational, though, man. That's the point. I mean, sports yeah. fans, you know. Well, that, that's that's what we do, right? We, we bring rationality to the whole thing. Unless unless I'm ghost-faced and I'm irrational. But in this case, I am rational. And just be glad that you're not stuck with uh, A-Rod's uh, contract. Because you guys were going to get stuck with it. We took him off your hands and look at the mess that we are now. So uh, just be happy with what you have and stop your complaint. What's strike three? Strike three. There's there's no like, hey, that's a, that's a good point there, dude. Yeah, good job. No, anyways, uh, strike three. Let you have your moment, man. I'm, I don't got yeah. to come in and finish it every time. That's true. It's, it's my time to shine. Yeah. Um, so strikes three is uh, I also said earlier this uh, this year uh, this season uh, if I can correct myself that uh, the San Diego Padres were quickly becoming my favorite team and uh, they proved it again like, like like this week with the with the gay men's course and I'm not going to do the typical thing of like you know there's no gay bashing that's going on here um, it's more kind of the the stupidity of the team first of all I'd like to thank them. Um, 
for uh, making Giants fans come out of the woodwork. That I, th- I think the Giants beat them uh, nine out of eight games this past these past two weeks. <laughs> nine out of eight and, games. And, and and now now they're you know they've won like thirteen like thirteen out of fifteen or whatever. And the Giants are like you know to thirty wins. And man, the the Giants fans you know they're they're coming out like you know the the Giants fans are so bad here that uh, even though like the the Sharks are like in in the NHL finals and I am from San Jose. Um, you know that people wear wear their sharks jerseys, but they have like giant stuff underneath. And so when they when they when the sharks are over, you know they take off. They, they start walking around in giant gear and stuff. But you you give like the giants like a little inch and fans a little inch and they take a mile. And like now they're like they're like they're going to win the World Series again because you beat up on the San Diego Padres and now you have this whole game man's course thing. So I, I I was quickly not becoming a fan because of what how they rolled over and died against the Giants. But their ineptitude uh, of just of just how stupid this front office is or just the organization unto itself. It's like, here you have like this gay men's choir, right? And they don't use any music, but for some reason they decided to play music and play some woman's voice to, to sing the national anthem. It, you know, I'm, I'm imagining these guys in, in, in the, in the production room and they're going like, Oh man, like these guys aren't singing. Uh, what can we do? It's like, well, you know, see that button that says stop. All you gotta do is press stop and say, Okay, have them sing now because they don't sing with any music in the first place. Instead, they had these guys stand there this whole time. This mu- the, everything's going on, and then these guys are going off. They're getting heckled. They're you know, and they're saying that there's gay slurs being thrown at them. Uh, the DJ gets fired. Uh, some guy that that ran you know the whole kind of production team got an accident on Friday night. It's like they have all these reasons why of of and people are getting fired left and right. But the whole thing is like what you're not looking at is going like, where's your common sense, dude? I mean, like press stop. You press stop, everything's done. But instead, I have to hear about how this guy got T-boned. Um, there's eyewitnesses to the to this uh, to this accident. It's just a big jumble, and in a slow kind of news cycle, you've wrote like five stories on this whole thing, dude. And that's how stupid they are. It's like all the dude had to do is like say press stop, say and go, and you can go over it too. Like you know, like own up to it, right? You press stop, go over the PA and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake." Gay men's course, go for it on Pride Night. Go ahead and sing the national anthem. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's real. I've heard some people say that once the, once the anthem starts, you can't stop it or something, which, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I really don't think people would get upset about that or, you know, try to try to say that the, the Padres aren't American or whatever for doing that, but... I mean, well, then ha- have them sing it twice, right? I mean, it's not—it's yeah. not like you know—it's not like you know during the national anthem. Like, can you guys like, sing the Canada version now instead? No, not the no, not even that. Just the uh, the whole thing is I like I don't. A joke. I, I know I know you're making a joke, and what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm trying to get on point. So may, here I am with the Raekwon again. My whole thing is that once that national anthem happens during like during a sports game, it's not like I'm I'm coherent. I'm not I'm not lucid during the whole thing. I'm pretty much like passed out. I'm like standing up, looking around, waiting for the song to be done. If they would have done another thing. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have known that it sang twice. I'd be like, it's like it's time to sit down. I'm like, okay, cool. I can sit down and, and not have to stand up anymore. The one, the the one national anthem that, that I do remember was uh, was Pink's national national anthem when the Warriors hosted the um, All Star game back when me and you were in college and uh, nobody knew who Pink was and she was terrible. People were booing her out of the building and then like two months later she has this hit song and everybody's like, Pink, Pink, Pink's the greatest. I'm like, is this the one same one that like messed up the national anthem? Like she was booed out of like. Oakland. So that's the only one that I remember. They could have sang it twice. I wouldn't have paid attention anyways. And the whole thing is my belief in San Diego being that bad and me rooting for the bad guys and the bad team, uh, San Diego, uh, it's going to be a long year and uh, I'm with you all the way. <laughs> quite a quite a thing you got there, man. 
That, that was quite a, a circle to get to how you're supporting the Padres. I like it. Like well, it. and while your while your phone's going off at the same time, me and you have to go to uh, we have to go to San Diego. When you go to San Diego to cover a game, which I don't think you will because San Diego sucks. But if you cover San Diego and have to go to San Diego this season, you are taking me. And I'm telling you, we're going to Ballast Point Brewery, and we're we're going to get like a Uber or something because we're going to spend like five six hours there, and uh, we'll we will have a good time. I, I will I would I will do that I will do that part. That sounds fun. So let, let's cross our fingers, hoping that they make the playoffs or something <laughs> off, the, off the back of Drew, off the back of Drew Pomeranz, and uh, Drew Pomeranz is going to win the Cy Young. That's your best uh, joke they're going to be in the playoffs, and and we are going to go and we're going to do a video, and people are going to finally see how good looking I am as c- compared to you. I'm, I'm I'm good looking, but standing next to you, I'm even more good looking. And they're going to like, man, this guy deserves to be on Yahoo. How come we haven't hired him yet? So that's what I'm hoping for. It's all pin. My my future financial success is all pinned on the San Diego Padres winning. So let's go Padres. That was Bad New Ramen with three strikes. We'll be back in a second with more StuPod. We're back on the StuPod. Thanks to Bad New Ramen for joining us. And, uh, me, Mike Oz, Chris Swick, in, in your ears right now with StuPod. Do some important questions. That's how we uh, end the show usually. Chris, I'm going to let you go first on this one, man. All right. This one's pretty easy. We had our lengthy debate about Barry Bonds' Jock Peterson. My question for you, Mike, is uh, can you recall a time in your life where you were dissed by someone you looked up to? Oh, dude. Yeah, I I have a wonderful (laughs) story about this. Oh, man. I I, I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. Sounds like um, you have more than one story. You were very quick to... Oh, no. We have a story about a person we've talked to. Okay. Like on this, uh, no person we've talked about in this podcast. Okay. I've kind of saved this one, but it's probably a good time to do it. So I was 18 years old, and I was uh, I just graduated high school, and I was at a, a journalism camp in in the Bay Area, uh, put on through the Santa Fe Mercury News, which is you know, one of the best papers in the Bay Area, and uh, so I was you know aspiring sports reporter, and it was the first year that uh, interleague play was happening. So I'm dating myself a little bit, but, you know, that, that's when it was. So I wanted to do a story about the A's playing the Giants for the first time since the Bay Bridge World Series. So, uh, you know, I went out to, um, I, luckily there's a game that I thought would be perfect because the A's were playing the Rangers, and Will Clark was on the Rangers at the time. So I'm like, I could talk to Will Clark, who was on the Giants, you know, talk to Conseco McGuire and all these guys. So I kind of get my, you know, I go to the game, kind of there's somebody from the from the paper there helping me, um, and, uh, you know, we, we do our thing, We the game goes, McGuire hits a home run, uh, so after the game, he's like the big story, right, because I think the, the A's won, I think it was like 4-1, to one, and he drove in like all the runs on three-run homer and something else, so, he, you know, all the reporters wanted to talk to him, so I kind of waited it out, um, letting all the reporters do their thing and because uh, I didn't want to be like hey what do you think about you know you know you play that's going to happen next month and you know that kind of thing because you know all those people are asking about his home run and stuff right so uh you know I kind of I kind of waited out I get to the end and I'm like hi Mr. McGuire you know 18 year old Mike Oz here you know never interviewed a professional baseball player never been to you know the clubhouse any of that kind of stuff totally totally green um and I mean a footnote on here like I'll readily admit that that you know that that's not the kind of question you ask after a game. Now I, I know that you know, kind of being in journalism and being in sports, like that that's like a before the game question. But 
you know, I didn't know that at the time. And the person that was with me, you know, wasn't a beat writer, so they didn't really know that. And so we're there, and I, you know, I give him the whole spiel, and he looks. I, I tell him, I ask him my question. He looks at me, and he's like, "Well, you, you should ask me that before the game." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, all right sorry, man. Well, uh, well, I'm, I'm here, here right now, you know." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. "Well, come, come talk to me before the game tomorrow." And I'm like, "Well, I'm only here for today." And he looks at me. He looks down at me. Even Mark Ward's like what six foot thirteen or something, and a massive. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he so he looks down at me, and he's like. I guess that's too bad, huh? And he turned oh, around and walks off. Oh no! And went home. <laughs> oh. I guess that's too bad. And so let, let's also say at that point, Mark McGuire was my favorite baseball player. You know, at, at that point in my life, uh, growing up, you know, I was, I was, I, I came up in the in the Bash Brothers era. So I mean, McGuire and Seiko were like the guys that I got into baseball, um, you know, because of so. It was it was it was a really harsh, but I think also a very effective message of like, okay, we're not fans anymore. Like, if you're going to be a journalist, you you know you're not going to be a fan. And and right away to get to get dissed in your very first time out by your favorite player, <laughs> like really sends that message. Well, that's a great story. It's, I don't. Good, I honestly one. don't know that I have one. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's. <laughs> Mine is sufficient. Well. Most certainly. And also, I think that anyone in sports media probably has a similar story. Yeah. Uh, at least one where they, I don't know, came to the realization that things were not exactly what they anticipated yeah. them to be. Well, I guess better to happen when I was 18 than you know, later on in life or something like that. True. So, uh, my important question for you is not very serious at all. Uh, so it's going to be a very stark difference here in terms of like tone, but um, I've been we we my wife and I have been watching a little bit of TV this week. I haven't watched TV in a while. Seems like we've been busy. I want to ask you, what do you think? We were talking about like TV shows that are maybe getting canceled or, or you know like shows we like that other people don't like. Like what is what is the what is like the most underrated show to you that that like you like that other people don't like and you kind of hope that like, man I hope that doesn't get canceled or um, that you think more people you know, need to give us some love. Wow. Good question. Um, I, uh, well, what do you have, do you have an idea so I can think on mine? <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have one idea, but I don't want to just throw it out there without thinking about it. It's going to be guys, grocery games, isn't it? No, it's not going to be guys, grocery games. Uh, mine, my wife and I were talking about this last night. So I think mine is the Goldbergs. I think the, I, I it, it's sort of a, goofy abc sitcom or whatever but i've really come to appreciate it i i think it's quite hilarious for anybody that's not familiar it's a show like kind of set in the 80s so it appeals to me and my age group chris you may not get it because you know maybe right you know, how old you are but out of the like, 90s they do like they had an episode where they just basically redid ferris bueller's day off which was fun and you know they, they do a lot of stuff that appeals to my childhood so i like it and i think it's legitimately funny and there's there's some sports stuff in there. There's some like music stuff in there. So it appeals to me on like a number of different levels. So shout out to the Goldbergs. I don't think you're getting canceled, but please don't get canceled. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the shows I watch are well known. So I'll throw out the the one that people don't spoil on Twitter consistently, and that would be uh, BattleBots, which just came back uh, like a week ago. I don't know, man. I just like to see robots fight each other. And uh, I, I can put it on. I don't really have to think about it. I can acknowledge how ridiculous the whole thing is. 
and still enjoy when uh, a robot with a saw cuts into a robot with a flamethrower hammer. Well, that's a good answer. What, what <laughs> station is it on? Uh, I'm not sure. Right, I think well, ABC, but I, I guess I don't know. I feel like yeah, I feel like it actually might be on ABC. I think I think it might be. I think uh, I think I've got one on my DVR that I I just remembered now that we talked about this and should probably go watch that soon. Base Wars, man, it reminds me of Base Wars. Oh yeah, Base Wars, and we're Base Wars. I feel like took place when 2020. Are we five years away from ba- Base Wars. I don't know, man. That'd Four years. Great. That'd be great if we were. It could happen. All right. Well, I think I think we're done, Chris. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Listen to the stupid, hearing my uh, Barry Bonds rants and my horrible stories about Mark McGuire and uh, whatever, whatever Chris talked about this episode. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you had to say. Yeah, and I, I have one more thing to say. You yeah. should rate and review us oh, in man, iTunes. Rate and review. Uh, very easy to do. Just type in StuPod in the iTunes search bar. Hopefully, you'll give us five stars. Maybe leave us a comment. Yeah, do it. Takes <gasps> about I don't know twenty seconds of your day. Hey, I don't think that's my dog. I think that's your dog. It it is. Uh, we're dog sitting, so yeah. it's it's Jake. Not my dog on the podcast this time. Ha ha ha! This has been the Stupot, everybody. See you later. Bye bye.